What's up, guys? Welcome to the Humans of MarTech podcast. His name is John Taylor. My name is Phil Gamash. Our mission is to future-proof the humans behind the tech so you can have a successful and happy career in marketing. Back to office, staying fully remote, flexible hybrid setup. Global pandemics gave millions of knowledge workers the taste of remote work, and a lot of them are never going back. A global distributed workforce means access to untapped talent, but it also means time zone and synchronous meeting challenges. Getting everyone from your local Toronto office to show up to the same meeting at 10 a.m. EST is pretty easy, but running that same meeting with a team spread across five time zones on a global talent scale is much more challenging, especially if you want to promote autonomous and flexible work schedules. The solution isn't less meetings or hybrid meetings. The solution is asynchronous communication. In today's episode, we're going to cover what async means exactly, being able to say, I'll get to that and on my own time, and we'll dispel some of the misconceptions and dive into the stages of transformation towards uh, async. Hopefully you'll be better positioned to encourage async in your day-to-day, whether you're in-house or freelance, adapting now is key for leading any teams in the future. I think this is such a cool topic um, because async sounds like such a cool new uh, trendy word like um, all kinds of marketing trends come up. We talked about no code a few episodes back and I think about async in that same regard like am I already doing async? Are my asynchronous already? I mean, I'm working at a distributed team because currently with the pandemic, um, everybody's everybody's distributed right now in the tech world. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when we got talking about this, Phil, I, I actually didn't really understand this term so well. And I know you've got a good background with async and put a lot of thought into what asynchronous means, work for asynchronous companies. Help somebody like me who's not even sure if we're doing async and if we're doing async right, um, unpack what this term really means. Yeah, I love this topic, man, because I actually don't think that it's like super complex. And I think that the way that we can lay it out today is there's many steps that you can take to to like kind of transforming your organization or the way you're you're working in your team to get to async. But it's actually like pretty simple when when you think about it. But it's so top of mind, right? Like you, you mentioned this a little bit, but like hundreds of companies declared themselves remote first and digital first last year because of the the pandemic, and a lot of them are massive corporations too, right? Like this mm-hmm. this transition will be excruciatingly slow and painful for, for these big organizations that are so used to working synchronously, right? Like these orgs are studying companies who have been doing this for decades because like remote work isn't completely new for everyone. Like for your average worker, especially in, in, in Canada, like this this is new for us, right? But like ConvertKit, Close, Basecamp, um, a lot of controversy about them right now, but like Help Scout, Clearbit, Buffer, there's a bunch of these like f- less than 500 people, remote first, smaller type of companies that have been doing this for, for several years. And they're not like the only companies doing it. There's bigger teams doing this too. Automatic to people behind WordPress are like a thousand plus people. Global distributed team Envision is fully remote. GitHub is like 3000 plus people. So like something that all of these distributed work pioneers talk about is over communication, but specifically in the written form. Mm-hmm. And 
and asynchronous communication comes in as kind of one of the main mediums for this. And I think that's something that I, I've struggled with this with this definition. Like, am I asynchronous by default because I'm, I'm a remote worker? I've been a remote worker probably 60% of my career, right? Um, but that doesn't necessarily make you an asynchronous team. Like, there's there's a hierarchy here. There's an emphasis on actual communication, like, not necessarily over a meeting, right? Yeah, for sure. So let's let's dive into like what um, async is really. So um, in, in the world of marketers and knowledge workers, for that matter, too, like very little of your day to day tasks are considered emergencies or require immediate action, right? Like think of like your list of to do's right now for this week, like how many of them are things that you needed to get done yesterday or how many messages do you get during the day where like you have to respond right away and they're kind mm -hmm. of like emergencies. The nature of async can be summed up into like a very short sentence and it's I'll get to that as soon as I get the chance or I'll get to that on my own time. So when someone tells you like, hey, do you have five minutes to do something? That's not async. Mm -hmm. Like I'll get to that as soon as I get a chance. Like I get to control my schedule. I get to own it. And async is basically sending a message and having a common understanding that the immediate response is not expected right away. Email in some cases is async, but um, a lot of people kind of answer, uh, expect answers right away. But for the most part, like when you send out an email, you'll expect an answer in like a day or two. A recipient opens that email on their own time. They respond when they get a chance. So like that's kind of async. Synchronous communication is sending a message and the recipient needs to process and respond that right away like in real time so like meetings with your team over zoom you say something you ask someone a question your team member receives that question they need to respond right away that's synchronous communication yeah so i i think there's a lot here let's 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 pause here for a second unpack this a little bit because i think we're at the crux of that definition and i think for some folks who uh may or may not be willing to admit it maybe like me i'm like like I haven't fully, it hasn't fully sunk in this idea of async, right? Like I feel like there's this this component of async that actually goes against the grain of what we're used to doing. You know, 90% of us in tech use a tool similar to Slack or maybe Microsoft Teams where you're constantly seeing, you know, little alerts slowly but surely creep up on your computer that require some kind of response. And I think the vast majority of us, like I, I and, and no, you know, no shade thrown at all, but like I could type, do a Slack message right now to a dozen people that I know, and I get almost an instantaneous response back to them. That feels very synchronous, right? Whereas what you're saying here is this is idea of async is, hey, respond respond when you can, respond when your brain is, is ready to tackle this task, but otherwise, you know, I'm good waiting for, for this. How, how do we deal with the, the, the requirement to have patience for a response? Yeah, so this is where project management tools come in or having some type of tooling to replace a lot of like those um, mm -hmm. disruptive uh, synchronous Slack notifications. Like when, when you think about like the projects that you're working on, like I said, like most of what you do in your job could be done with a one way written update sent to your group of, of people or um, and, and they can respond kind of whenever they get a chance. And obviously there's times when there's emergencies and, and stuff like that with with different roles or whatever but um yeah it's it's basically like 
changing this from a, a company standpoint, but if you're working on like team projects and you're so used to like logging into Slack and like how you move a project forward depends on you collaborating and asking other people questions, like that is needs to be a, a transformational change in how you operate as a team. And we can get into some of the, the tactical stuff later, but like some of the things that you need to change are philosophies, right? So instead of having like, like I've worked at companies where we had daily huddles. So like at 9 a.m. every morning, everyone from the team got together for 15, 20 minutes mm -hmm. and everyone went around the table. Everyone talked about quick updates on their projects. And like that's 15, 20 minutes that in my opinion was cool in kind of like a synchronous uh, organization where everyone came in, came into the office Mm -hmm. But in a remote world, like you don't need to have a 20 minute meeting with everyone in the same room and give project updates. Like mm -hmm. there's so many tools to replace that. Like if you're using Trello or Asana, like all of those updates that people were giving in a meeting synchronously could have just been a written update super quickly with like TLDR format, skimmable. Mm -hmm. And you could have saved like those 20 meetings every single day. So oh, like yeah. replacing those Slack instant messages and, and disruption zones and allowing time for a lot more of like this deep dive focused work. Like I know uh, we're probably going to get into Cal Newport's uh, deep work book here a bit, but yeah, like that, that's, that's kind of my rambling on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is so interesting, right? Like as somebody like I currently run a daily sync meeting for, for my team. And for us, like the, the the counter argument that I'd make around this is, you know, we need those meetings, right? And depending on the maturity of your team, like I actually think the async, like what we're talking about here, and maybe you'll get more into this, but like the idea of async, it requires a team uh, that not only has like really strong written communication and uh, understanding of following a, a solid process, but it actually needs team members who are going to take the effort as well to review things, right? Like if, if you're going to do TLDR updates, well, everybody needs to be on the same page on actually following through on that. Whereas like these synchronous meetings, these are forcing functions. These are, you know, maybe it's all about attention, right? Like you have to be very uh, deliberate and intentional with how you, you spend your attention on a daily basis synchronous meetings feel very much like we're going to force it. It's a forcing function. Async feels like you got to work with some really responsible, mature people who are, and people who can manage their time to make sure that they block off the time to read your project updates, to stay in the loop, et cetera. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think that like when you're hiring in this async world, or if you're going towards the route of like a global talent pool and you're going to need to to go into async communication because of time zone dependencies, like you need to consider written communication as one of the core foundational skills mm -hmm. of any person that joins your team. That includes like your sales reps. It includes your finance folks. Like everyone needs to be able to collaborate in a written format for this to work properly. Like there's no doubt about that. So like this might mean that like right off the bat, like most companies aren't ready to like transform overnight right like there needs to be not just a, a change in policy internally but also a change in how you're hiring folks and like changing maybe like the the group of folks that you have on the team right now for the future um but yeah let, let, let's get into a couple of examples because i think this is super useful so um, one of the common examples of synchronous communication updates, like you mentioned, is Slack notifications, right? Mm -hmm. So synchronous is saying, hey, 
do you have 15 minutes to chat about this project? Mm-hmm. That's synchronous, right? Like you're expecting someone to like answer right away. You know, they're on Slack, you know, they're online right now. Like, yo, like stop what you're doing right now. I want a 15 minute update on this project because I want, I don't care what you're working on right now. Like yeah. I want to have this 15 update project. Mm-hmm. Async is spinning that around a little bit and saying, Hey, I have two questions regarding the last update you made on the project. I just posted them in Asana. Answer them when you get the chance. And the post is like highly detailed and maybe there's Mm -hmm. even like a deadline on when you need an answer to that question by. But like literally, like the questions that I would have asked you in that 15-minute chat about this project, I just asked them in Asana and you get to answer them whenever you want. And by not sending that 15-minute Slack message, I didn't disrupt you. You were able to keep your flow going and there there was no disruptions or, or whatever, but that that's a cool example I like to think of. Yeah, and then like you remove the expectation that okay, your attention is is at my disposal and it, and it can be especially disruptive if there's like a power discrepancy or hierarchy dis, dis, discrepancy, right? Like your manager's asking exactly. for your time, you feel obligatory like obligatory towards say or an obligation towards getting, you know, offering them that time where, you know, in this model, it, your manager understands your time is super valuable. Um, hey, s- stay on your task, but these are the questions that, that I'm thinking of next. Yeah, absolutely. Um, here's another cool one. Uh, so instead of saying, here's an invite to a meeting where I'm going to talk to you about a project update, and I'm mostly going to be the one doing the talking, and everyone will be seeing this for the first time, and I'll be asking you for your undivided attention for one hour, and after I'm done, I will be seeking immediate feedback right away during the meeting. Mm-hmm. That's like your typical project update meeting or like... Yep. Um, whatever, like status update, right? Async is spinning that and saying, here's a short summary of a project update followed by a detailed overview of a problem I'm having and here are specific questions I'd like guidance on and who I think is best suited to answer those questions. Here's what I've done so far to answer those questions myself, but here's where I'm missing a few pieces, blah, blah, blah. So like you go from including 15 people in your meeting update maybe and not giving anyone a chance to look at what you're going to talk about and asking immediate immediate feedback to like giving an update to only people that are important and you're like tagging the folks that matter and that's it like these folks get to like read your update on their own time they're not forced to like um, meet up for a full hour but yeah it's it's interesting because two things pop out for me one is is this like the 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 latency of the feedback, right? Like how quickly are you able to provide valuable feedback on a project? And I work with some people and I've worked with some people who they can immediately spin on a dime and provide like deep, valuable feedback. They're so steeped in everything. They're quick on their feet. They can figure this out and give feedback right away. And then I work with other people who they need, they need 24 hours to, to allow things to soak. And when they come back, they provide like amazing feedback detailed feedback but if you were to put them into the situation where it's like immediate response they're not gonna they're, they're gonna flounder a little bit the other thing that jumps out at me and maybe we can dive a little bit more into this as we go is just this idea of this decision making hierarchy right like it's to me like my first thought is like okay everybody's commenting on a project everybody's like working together on this at the end of the day somebody's got to decide and everybody's got to be good with that decision without necessarily having all the synchronous you know body language cues or facial expressions that allow us as human beings to kind of navigate those emotional waters if there isn't any any of that uh, in the decision making process 
Yeah, before we dive into the decision-making process stuff, I, the first thing you you mentioned there is kind of on increasing response times. And that's actually one of the main benefits of, of async. Like in my research a couple of years ago, like getting into this space, um, and, and Cal Newport talks about this in, in his uh deep work book as well like a, a huge percentage of our workforce is introverted and mm -hmm. uh, i think you and i kind of associate on the introvert scale as well and like we as introverts perform better when we've had the chance to think before we are asked to give a response and like this extra space or extra flow allowing us to like dive into deep work there's tons of research that shows that increasing this response time allows people to reflect and remove emotion from the equation mm -hmm. like so often when you're like thrown into a meeting and like someone is debating something you had said and you need to answer right away like there's a lot of emotion that comes into like response times that are very small so like allowing more time to reflect is basically removing uh, emotion from that equation and helps folks make much better decisions yeah and i think it gets you gets more out of your team right i think everybody even the people who think they they think very quickly on their feet generally will provide better and, and more constructive thought processes uh, around, you know, critique and feedback and all that if they've given themselves at least a couple hours to think about something and, and allow these things to soak. Mm -hmm, for sure. And like we, we kind of, uh, associate with, with introversion a little bit, but, uh, I think you, you associate yourself less with this one. I, that's a bit more me, but like one thing that is really cool for, for async workers is that many people are considered like super early morning people like you yeah. or like night owls like me. And we're all wired completely differently to be our most creative and intellectual selves during specific parts of the day. And this is derived from like chronotype in our bodies is super like mm -hmm. fascinating space but uh, basically like imagine forcing a pure night owl to work just nine to five hours and then giving the mm -hmm. same person the ability to work 11 to 3 and then like having a two-hour shift from like 9 p.m to 11 p.m and mm -hmm. the opposite is like completely true for early risers like you too jt like async teams gives everyone way more flexibility to get their work done and they are way more alert and and productive in, in those sort of instances and yeah you, you just gotta like strive for some overlap like you can mm -hmm. never like not have in-person meetings for things like this but um yeah like if if i was to like explain to you like the situation like knowing that you get up super super early like if you're able to work at a company that like you set your own schedules like you're able to work at night do shifts in the day like how amazing is that for like even young parents too right Oh yeah, like with with kids, like waking up early is sometimes a survival mechanism, right? Like if I can get three, four hours work done before my kids are uh, fully alert and active, running roughshod across my house, it's it's a <laughs> it's a very good thing. And then the other part of it is is like I, I I'm sure there's some science behind this, but like I definitely have ebbs and flows on my on my work. Like I can t I can predict exactly when I'm going to have like a be able to more easily achieve a state of flow or tap into my creativity, like. After lunchtime, I'm done. Like I need an app or something mm -hmm. like that. But but there's there's periods in, in your day and I'm sure our listeners feel the same way where you're like, Yeah, like like please, like nine to nine to eleven in the morning, don't meet don't meet with me. Like that's when my brain is firing on all cylinders. That's when I should be doing my deep work and mm -hmm. you know, diving into into problems that are hard hard to solve. But you know, meet with me at three to four because three to four, you know, I've, or one to two, I've got the lunch hangover. I'm, I don't want to think about anything. It's perfect time for me to, to, to kind of put myself onto a task that, you know, doesn't require this type of deep work or I can be more passive in, in my involvement. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. And so the other point that you, we kind of skipped over that you mentioned, I want to dive into is kind of the decision making process. Like for, it, it might be really hard for folks who are used to making decisions in a single room together and like talking it out, debating like that. That's your traditional like business decision making format, right? Like how do we come up with the, this decision? We need to make a call on this. Let's all get together in a room, debate it for 30, 40 minutes, and then we'll come up with an answer uh, or a decision. Not everyone is going to be happy with it, but at the end of it, everyone uh, like said their their piece and they're happy and kind of um, together mm-hmm. on on the decision moving forward. But you know, if if you're used to getting answers to questions right away instead of spending time solo and figuring this out, like this could also be tricky for you. What what we want to consider here is that globally distributed teams who work async and master this passing the baton way of of making decisions they get three times more done than a local team relying on everybody to be in an office between nine to five. Mm -hmm. And these are like research stats. Like this is something that Matt Mullenweg, uh, Automatic CEO and WordPress founders pointed out in, in a few podcasts. But this idea of local centralized companies that run on real-time, noisy office environments with plenty of this uh, consensus-seeking meetings that's spun up, they, yeah. they cannot and they will not survive in the next mm-hmm. few years. Well, and like you think about the open office environment, right? Like all startups are like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to do open office environments. And it's funny because the studies show like they're they're so disruptive and they're so difficult. Like the ability to just interrupt me anytime you want because you're walking by my desk and you see something on my monitor that's oh that's cool let me talk about that it's like right now you just cost the business money because I was I was developing I was in my flow state where I was able to do something Um, so I think that's very interesting I think the other component of this is like we've all experienced this in the synchronous world you go to book a meeting and somebody's out of the office oh can't book that meeting till next week now so work is delayed it's actually way delayed where that person who is you know maybe on a vacation on a work trip or just out of the office on a meeting or they're just back-to-back meetings they could have spent that 15 minutes reviewing an update spent another 15 minutes providing an update and you guys could have all moved forward on a project you know instead of instead of fighting calendars that's a great point like especially decision making meetings usually involve like senior level folks and the senior level folks are always the ones with the calendars blocked off more more than anyone so yeah yeah, like those are tricky i think like project management tools kind of come in here as a a natural segue um i love trello i used uh, asana at close and you know they're they're definitely key to helping you run an async ship um but they're not for everyone like uh i've like when when i was leading the team i could portfolio we we had a lot of like pushback from from different folks uh, using the tool itself like right when you're when you're a startup team and you're scrappy and you're trying to run super super fast it's it's tricky to tell someone that at the end of the day all the work they did like they need to go into asana or trello and like write a couple of updates about it and share that with the team like it's it's part of a change in philosophy and and process and like for some startup teams that move really fast these project management tools despite by like all the potential benefits of them, um, like they're they're hard to adopt. Mm-hmm. And I would say project management as a skill set for marketers is, I think I think like almost every marketer I've ever talked with agrees that project management is a, is a super important skill. But it still kind of gets d- downgraded on the on the on the spectrum of of important skills. Like the T shaped marketer doesn't talk about project management. But I will tell you this is that successful marketers are naturally good project managers but 
being an expert level project manager or just totally understanding how these things work, um, it, it's a total game changer. Changer. It's like a superpower. And part of the problem, I think, with project management, and I've experienced this, this a lot in my own career, like all over the place, it's, it's not relegated to one team, is the perception of, oh, you know, too much process, right? Like, oh, man, you're asking me to update everything in Trello, Asana, or whatever, with a comment and a doc, like, why do we need all this process anyways? Yeah. Like, I'm faster and more intuitively understand how things work, you know, and, and, and that's great that you are, but most people aren't actually. And I think that the the handshake agreement that has to happen with project management tools, but also with async is everybody's got to be willing to put the time into these tools and make it work. And that's tough. That's really tough to get this kind of adoption on, on these tools, especially if you have some resistance, especially if people are, yeah, you know, married to the old way of doing things of like, I, I don't know how people expect to do it without some of this, this, this tooling in place nowadays, but um, you, you definitely see it all the time. Yeah. And you don't want it to be like this kind of authoritarian directive, like the team managing, making sure and like policing it that everyone is like sending updates and in the project management tool. Like, again, like we go back to like the hiring angle of this and, and focusing on people that are very self-disciplined and are good communicators. And there's just an understanding at the start of this, when you're rolling out async communication, like a lot of it is having a common definition of it across the company, having guidelines and rules, maybe like putting together a loose policy around it. But th this idea of like policing project management updates is is brutal. And you, you, mm -hmm. you don't want to have uh, uh, an async culture and like have to police uh, async updates. Like think of how many, how many sync updates have you had where people go around the room one after the other updating something that their Asana task was already updated with. And if you were mm -hmm. curious about their project, you could have spun up Asana, clicked on their project and, and gotten that update yourself. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's so common and it, but it's a way of thinking, right? It's, it's, it is actually like totally changing the context of, of what most of us have, have, have grown up in, in terms of our, our work environment and work context, right? Because meetings are the way to get information. And so we're used to providing those types of pieces of information, but the problem there and, and why I like doing the project management tool is that like you store history, unless you're like a ridiculously good note taker. Um, you're going to lose a lot of this information as people go around the room. Like mm -hmm. I remember doing scrum teams where one person was just like massively scribbling down all the notes and then share them out after the, after the meeting. And that's an accountability. And I think this is the, like the secret sauce of this is like great project managers are needed in companies because they hold everybody accountable. Right. Project managers chase people down. That's their job. And I, I, I'm oversimplifying. If you're a project manager, I'm sorry if I offended you. But like, they, their job is to make sure that everybody does what they say they're going to do. And if you hire the right team, people do it naturally. And, and I think that's, that's, that's kind of low-key one of the things I'm pulling out of this. It's a lot of great tooling, but if you don't hire the right people, you're going to run into some issues here. Yeah, yeah, I love that that takeaway. Actually, maybe we can put that at the at the top of the episode. But some like a, an illustration that just pops into my head when you're talking about this, like um, 
don't know, resistance to try out these project management tools. Like a lot of these folks think of project management tools or async updates as kind of like a slower process of getting stuff done, right? Like why would I send you an update, wait two hours, wait for your response. And then there's like three or four more questions. And then finally we like figure it out by day two. And like, we could have figured that out if we just gotten into a room together and like hashed it out in 15 minutes. Yeah. And like, that's, that's like a common knock against async um, mm -hmm. and a lot of folks like view this as kind of this tennis game of, of back and forth and that it slows things down um, what could have been this simple pregame discussion turned into like a marathon tennis game of back and forth and yeah. egos and questions and so there's obviously like ways to to avoid this and we don't want to use project management tools as a medium to replace slack conversations uh, or it, like async isn't also like replacing completely the synchronous need Need for meetings like when like a, a specific project requires like a deep dive or maybe like a video overview of something like you're totally still able to jump into synchronous meeting like mm -hmm. synchronous meetings in an async culture just are way more defined like a strict agenda and people respect them a lot more um, and they're thrown around a lot less likely than than in, in synchronous communications but tips to avoid kind of this tennis game of back and forth and project management tools is to give as much context as you can in, in your updates, like lots of content, lots of um, things, but make it skimmable. Mm -hmm. So the key there is like allowing people to kind of like figure out like the parts that they care about in your update. But I also love having like a, a summary at the top of it for the folks, like you said, that, you know, 15 things going on, they need to read like 15 updates. Mm -hmm. But like as part of the culture, like one thing that's cool is having um, uh, like an encouragement so that everyone on the team has a slot in their day. Maybe it's like at the end of the day or at the end of the week where they go through team updates in the project mm -hmm. management tools and they like comment on stuff they like like stuff or, or whatever but there's like type of like um feedback loop there right um i think giving action items and having deadlines on some of your updates when you need help from other people are also great ways of avoiding the tennis games of back and mm -hmm. forth um but yeah like sometimes you'll always need like that that in-person synchronous meeting yeah. to like hash through a, a complex problem and I think I think with like the tennis analogy, you also have to have your umpire. You have to have people who are willing, who who can stop the game of back and forth. Who can say, okay, decisions made, move on, right? Um, and the maturity of the team to be able to, you know, uh, take a look at this and and do all the work and homework required so that you can make a decision offline. Um, yeah, I think I think it's super important to have some hierarchy within within the team, even if it's a soft hierarchy. Like, not everybody has to be a boss or a manager. Like you could just say, for this project, you're the decision maker. But uh, you know, you've got to build up a level of trust that yeah, I trust the decision maker on the team to to account for everybody's perspective, everybody's context, and uh, when it comes time to make the make the decision, we trust that they'll synthesize everything and make it the best project possible. And, you know, just saying that I'm like, oh yeah, this is like I, I think this is probably where we'll we'll wrap up on the podcast. But the idea that like async feels like uh uh a state of being that we go towards, not necessarily one that we achieve. And like true, like like I think we're gonna talk a little bit about like Nirvana state for for async. Like that is not something that we just achieve. That's something that we aim for. Would you agree with that? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Like when when we talk about ways that you can help change your organization or, or transform towards a more async format, like there's 
there's many different levels of this that, that you can reach that. Um, we talked about him a few times here, but Matt Malomag, uh, Automatics founder, has um, a couple of podcasts where he dives into this. It's it's modeled after the self-driving car level of autonomy, but he has these kind of five levels of autonomy for async organizations. Um, this is super cool to illustrate. So um, like I'll, I'll walk you through the five levels, and as I'm kind of explaining a level, um, you, uh, the listeners, might like find themselves like, oh, yes, th- this is my company like this is where I am at right now so level zero uh, is basically like you need to be in a physical location to do the work that's like construction workers like coffee baristas um, like there's always going to need for you to be in that physical location to do the work um, mm-hmm. async is kind of tricky in that in that format yeah. uh, level two is Companies that aren't very remote friendly, um, they're kind of like led by folks that are a bit more old school. They believe that like butts and seats, company space, company time are like really the way to value the performance uh, of someone in an office. Um, level two is growing that up a little bit and kind of recreating the office setting in a remote environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still like tons of interruptions. We talked about like the Slack messages. Um, this is where like some companies start implementing like time tracking software. Everyone uh, works at the same time. There's a lot of real time meetings. This yeah. is where a lot of pandemic companies um, have f- found themselves to, like to be forced in because of COVID. Oh, yeah. And um, this is like the level that most companies are talking about when they say like oh yeah we work remote now like yeah we're a remote team like um maybe like you're recreating the office setting in a remote setting but like don't kid yourself that you have an async process or anything like that well and and i think this stage is is where most companies are because we most companies expect to go back into into Mm -hmm. an office so there there's no incentive to change despite many companies being over a year year into this remote working environment where it's like I know that we're going to have a desk in an office and work hours again. Um, so let's not lose that, that routine. And yeah, like <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up again later. Uh, but the idea that having um, incorporating elements of async into your, into your work life might be a huge benefit, even if you're, you're at that first stage where you're, you know, butts and seats sort of stage. Totally. Yeah. This is the stage where some people will just roll it back uh, post pandemic. But this is the stage where most companies that like um, the workers are autonomous and um, self-reliant, like they've discovered the savings and access to a global talent pool. And level three is the stage that companies finally start to look into async processes and replace um, some of the real time meetings that they have had in a longstanding format. And the focus starts to turn to written communication. We talked a lot about this, um, using your project management tool to get team updates instead of doing daily huddles, instead of having a lot of these real-time synchronous updates. This forces your company to just have documentation a lot more based on the written updates that are being sent. Um, But it's just like the the starting point of adopting some of those processes. Level four is um, achieving true async. And this is truly where companies value people's work by their output, not the amount of time that they're on Slack. This is where companies are able to tap into a global talent pool. Like if you're hiring for um, back-end DevOps engineer and the best candidate is um, this dude who's on a completely different time zone than you in 
Bangkok, like you can still hire that guy um, because like he's the best available person on your team or, um, you know, instead of operating from this nine to five and shutting down overnight, you're now focused on passing the baton. And these companies that have employees around the sun, um, they're able to function almost in this kind of like 24 seven um, basis instead of like shutting down uh, after your nine to five. I feel like the pin here is this idea of truly valuing people's work by their output, mm-hmm. right? Like we, just like the industrial society is typically valued output purely as a function of the amount of hours spent on a project or on work, right? Like this all comes from like the industrial revolution in manufacturing. Like we got to do nine to five, right? Uh, that's why we set up our schools nine to five. But the question is, is actually where do we get where do we get the most output and value? And like everybody listening to this right now is going to go, oh yeah, like how how much value do you add to your company? And I think you could probably say, I you know the the bulk of my value is added in very short sprints throughout the course of my day. And yes, I might be present in meetings, and yes, I'm I'm doing all this stuff where I'm adding incremental value. But like if you're an individual contributor, you probably hit flow state, do do your work in two hours, and then you know, have the rest of your day as kind of, you know, other types of logistical administration uh, work. So I, th- I really like this idea because then we sort of, you know, detach ourselves from from the clock. And you, you said something earlier that just like made me like scream inside is this idea like installing time tracking software on people's computers. <laughs> like, like if you work for one of those companies, I'm very sorry. And like that would be t- totally table stakes for me, right? Like you're not tracking stuff on my computer. If you don't trust me to... To, to do the work, then don't hire me, right? I'll work for a company that does uh, trust you. And thankfully, as marketers, we're in a position where we, we command, a, command a lot of value in the workspace right now. Yeah, totally. Uh, trust is a big, big word there. And um, yeah, that, it pretty much like the pyramid ends at level four, like level four is what you're trying to reach. Um, Matt has this kind of level five nirvana. Um, I don't think any company has really truly hit this yet. And Matt even says it's not like a wholly attainable level, but he kind of describes it as um like work is essentially effortlessly effective when everyone doesn't just have time but prioritizes mental health and wellness they have the room to be their best and most creative selves and they have tons of fun doing it so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a bit more of a generic uh, description there but yeah I, i paint it as kind of like this nirvana where folks are able to just like come in whenever they please to the office right like this Mm -hmm. this um hypothetical office the ability to let people come in whenever they want to work however long they want to work that's what async is about it's you think that way you have to make more intentional changes in the work process and the collaboration processes to enable all those folks um when you're changing these things and you know we we chatted a bit about this um I think we're getting long on time, but changes in your org won't happen overnight when it comes yeah. to, to async. You need to start small. Um, one of the core takeaways for me would just be like, uh, like if you can't completely transform to async, like just find ways as a team where you can prioritize heads down time. So you're not constantly in Zoom calls or you're not constantly like um, getting bombarded by by Slack messages. Um, but like figure out if you can um, spearhead like some internal um, teams on how to go async and, and start 
start yeah. figuring out like an internal definition and guidelines of what async is, right? Like uh, Doist is one of the coolest companies around async and they have this cool like when to go async versus uh, sync guide. And it's mm-hmm. like kickoff meetings, performance reviews, all hand meetings, one-on-ones, those are all synchronous and they should never be replaced by an async process. The stuff mm-hmm. that you should change to async are status updates, team surveys, trainings, uh, coordinating things and brainstorming. Like those are all things that can be done uh, async. So, yeah, I think for me, like one of the main takeaways is somebody who who came into this, like to- honestly, like this has kind of been a term that has escaped me. I'm like, am I async? Am I not async? And I think like for, for most of us, we're going to probably look at this and unless you work for a company that has like an executive sponsor at the very, very top who's like, we're going async and that's it. You're probably not going to achieve that level for kind of uh, truly async. But what I think this episode has done for me, at least or this discussion has done for me, is made me think, well, look, there's a lot of value of incorporating asynchronous practices into your work, right? There's a lot more that we can do without um, having these these meetings and without having to, to give my attention to something in the immediate here and now. And, and there's a premium on this attention. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, let's evaluate what we can put into an asynchronous format, um, demand more of ourselves and from others on, on keeping up on updates and project management. And I think the benefits here is you'll get more time to do the work that that you love uh, as a marketer. You heard it here, folks. Write more, meet less, and summarize over chat. Enter async. Catch you guys soon.